money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to communicate about money today. (laughs) Okay, okay. So this is round two. If you didn't hear last week's show, you have to go back and listen to last week's show. Not that you can't listen to this week's show now, but you're right. We're doing a little more than talking about money. We're communicating about money. And I'm trying to be a good listener and be slow to speak and slow to get angry and quick to hear. Oh, that's from the verses we read last week. Yes. I'm, I really appreciate that. Uh, because, yeah, we, well, we'll just leave it yeah, at that. Yeah, I know. I'm the talker in the relationship. Although you do your fair share. But anyway, that's another story. So this morning. Okay. So last week we talked about why it's important to talk about money. And we read from James and we're going to continue the verses in James that follow what I read last week. And we did read the verses about being quick to quick to hear, slow to speak and slow to get angry, which produces the the righteousness righteousness of God. God. I mean, that's the best part Mm -hmm. because the wrath of man doesn't. So you get angry. It doesn't help you on your journey. It doesn't help you talk to your wife about money when you're angry. Just Mm -hmm. doesn't. Anyway, but the next uh, verses say this. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. And... uh, Lots of us know these verses, and I always, I always teach the kids when we learn these verses, go look at yourself in the mirror, okay, now walk away, now can you tell me what you look like as a practical uh, piece of uh, information. So this, this practical thing that you do is you look in the mirror and you turn away and you think, oh man, do, do I remember what I look like? But that's what doing the word of God... I try and forget when I look... No, <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I, way, I shouldn't throw that in. But. No, 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 not for the sake of today. But we're going to give some practical things to do today that fall in line with, with communicating and talking and listening with kindness and grace mm-hmm. and gentleness and... We want to give you practical things of how you can do this so that you're not only a hearer, but a doer. So I don't know if you guys ever feel like this, those who are listening. You go to church on Sunday and you think, oh, great sermon. You get all this information and you walk away. And by Wednesday, you can't remember what it was. You're like, what was that about? And you don't remember because you haven't put it into practice. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think that happens a lot in our Christian culture. There's so much information out there that we're neglecting to put it into practice. And part of what we do at More Than Enough is we want to give you practical tools to help you uh, not only pursue Christ, but also get out of debt. Those two very, we do mm-hmm. that, we do both of those things. So these verses, uh, are, are a reflection of what we want to give you today. 
So when we're taught, we, we're, we're kind of round two on the, the communication issue because we know that this communication piece, truly hearing and then being able to be heard by whether it's your spouse, even whether it's yourself, okay? I don't wanna just talk to the, the couples in our audience, but if you're single, yeah, you may need to, to, first of all, at the beginning, find someone who you respect, find somebody who you trust, find somebody who you're safe with and say, I need to have this conversation about money. I'm thinking this, but I have... I don't have a sounding board, I, I, you know, and, and so find somebody who you can communicate, who's safe, who will listen to you, and who you can, in a sense, take, take some of what they say back to you and go, is that really what I'm saying? Is that really what I'm hearing? Often, we go to scripture. Often, we go to the Bible and say, this is what the Bible says. Do I truly believe it? Am I truly doing what the Bible right. says? Am I fooling myself? Have I bought something right, else? Because there's that piece where we th we've heard it. Because we've heard it, we think we're living it. Mm -hmm. And that is a big issue. It has been a big issue in my own life. But when you actually get down to the nitty gritty, and often you go through hard times, you get... You know, you get, we call them that fork in the road where an uh, intersection happens where something tragic can happen and you're faced with your the reality of where you're at and then you start asking some serious questions and you realize, man, I've been listening to the word of God and I haven't applied it in my life. And, and, and this is really key because... Often we wait till that intersection. It's a crisis moment. <laughs> and Don't it, wait. And it's, exactly. And it's the crisis that, in a sense, forces us to then begin to ask these questions. And really, part of what we want to do with Let's Talk Money, part of what we want to do here in this podcast is to allow you to say, don't wait for the crisis. You may not see the crisis coming. You, I mean, a lot of times these crises are things that we can't, we would have never seen coming. We can't control, right. it, you know. Often it's, it's stuff that's out because, of our control. Well, and if, if things are in play and you start doing what you've heard, if you start putting into practice, even in regards to, it doesn't have to just be finances, but because mm -hmm. that's what we're talking about here. So that when the hard stuff comes, when you do lose your job, you've got the $30,000 sitting in that, that three to six months, three to sitting, six months sitting, sitting there, there so that you're not panicking right off the bat about what you're going to do. And it's just these, they're just some practical wisdom that God gives us about how to, how to do what he says. So last week we talked about why we're communicating. So I always like to go over those things just to remind, we, we <laughs> communicate about money because we're so disconnected from our money in our culture. Money is static. Your life is always changing. And we communicate because communication, and we just started talking about it last week and with, I, it, time ran out. So it's about bringing unity. Howard Dayton of Compass Canada, and I didn't explain that well last week, but of Compass Canada has written some books about money. And in, in, his, uh, in his ideas, in one of the books, he talks about that God uses money to bless us. Mm -hmm. And we can choose to do it on our own. We can choose to avoid it. Or we can choose to talk to our spouse. And why? I was looking for this quote and I got a hold of it. So here it is. It's important for husbands and wives to agree on financial decisions because they both will experience the consequences. Even if their choice proves to be disastrous, their agreement 
The agreement about making the decision protects the relationship by leaving no grounds for an I told you so response. I don't know if you guys say that to each other out there. I told you so. Or does your as a single person, do you hear that from somebody else? Do you hear from your mother or your father or your friends or your siblings? When or yourself. I, or yourself, right? Good point because... Yeah, that's a good point. When a couple seeks each other's advice, they actually are communicating. I love you, I respect you, and I value your insight. It's just communicating and talking. And we talked about communicating being more than talking. Communicating is listening. Communicating is slowing down our responses to hear the heart of what a person is saying, whether it is your parents, your spouse, your children. When we talk about money... There's heart issues always behind it. So, so we, okay, left Dave, oh, yes. we left you with yes, homework. We left you with homework. And that homework was sitting down. And if it's with your family, with your spouse, with yourself, and asking the one question, which was simply, why don't we talk about money? Why don't we, we go there? Because that's where it starts. Um, we use the acrostic often yes. called Financial Awareness Creates Empowerment, F-A-C-E. We need to face our finances. And often, just starting with a 10-minute conversation, just a, 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 hey, why don't we do that? Well, I don't know. I'm afraid to. I feel guilty. Uh, all kinds of reasons. I think reasons. It, in our case, I don't think anyone ever uh, modeled it to us. We mm-hmm. only, Dave and I only really started talking to, about money and our goals 10 years ago which happened to be the time that he uh, started helping Lynn Fraser create. We had an intersection. We a did. Crisis. We did have we a, had crisis. a crisis. Don't wait for the crisis. <laughs> don't, wait. Don't, don't wait for you it. You can hear the experience <laughs> in our voice on that one, right? It's like, please don't no, wait no, for the crisis. No, choose today. Go home and start talking to those you love about this topic. And even if you're guilty, it's hard to talk about it because we're surrounded by guilt and shame about money because in the Christian community, we're supposed to be good stewards but we're going to define that in some of these shows yet for you to lift the burden mm. we don't want you to be burdened this morning because we we in our prayer time even before the shows um the show this morning we were praying about coming to christ and he says when you're weary and heavy laden mm. he promises to give you rest this conversation that dave and i are having together in front of you is here because I think God wants to call you to himself where you can come get some practical tools to lift the burden off of you. And that's why, you know, you've heard me say this before, but one of the key things that I encourage everybody in this in this area of conversation is to regularly have a financial oh, date. Oh, date with nights, your I know. And, and this is, again, if you're single, you can do that as well. You need to set aside a... a it doesn't have to be a long period of time, but you have to set aside some time to have a financial date to say, this is a time where I'm going to focus on my finances. I'm going to have a conversation. So again, if you're single, you may say once a month, I'd like to have a conversation with you about my money to somebody that you love and respect and that, that you want to honor or that, that you feel could honor the conversation around money. 
seek that person out for sure. If it's your spouse, for sure. We want that to start at home. Have a financial date. And I call it a financial date. I've had people say, no, I want to do it. Call it a, a different name because I don't want to mix dating with money because there's all. You know, and I'm like, no, that's no, the point. No, we want to have fun. We do. actually want to get to the place where we look forward to the financial date and we can say, you know what? We're going out. We're going to talk about money. But it's actually going to be a good thing. Yes. The financial date, to me, we talked last week that we want to give you some practical tips about creating a safe place. So this financial date can be a safe place, but you really at the beginning, you know, if you don't talk with your with people about money, create the time, put it in the calendar, send a Google event to your family or to your spouse and say, we are going to meet here at this time because we're going to start talking about it. Some of you are overwhelmed Mm -hmm. even by the thought of that this morning. But we want to try and demystify this for you. If so you, we have we have some guidelines and rules, yes. and, and I'm looking at you, Reb, and I want to. I love going to our financial date. I love having our financial date. It's not always easy. It's not always no because warm the life fuzzies of, we come oh, apart. Yeah. And, and setting the time aside for us, it's hard. But it, often it is. Often, I, it's a time that I enjoy with you. It's yeah. an excuse that you and I can talk about something that really does affect. It, it's how we plan around our family. It's how we dream. Uh, all of these things come in. And so we're, we're going to put some of these guidelines, some of these practical things that you can use for your, for your financial date. We're going to post those on Facebook. If you go on Facebook this week, you'll find it. Do a little search on, on our feed. And you'll find that Facebook uh, financial date rules around it. If you need some help, keep it simple. It's really just a time for you and your spouse to to say, okay, where is the money going? We want to plan for that. We want to to make sure that we face the finances and move forward. And I'm going to give you three things, um, three little things to remember today. So if you're driving, you can't write it down, right? You know, we know, we know you can access it, but know yourself, know your spouse. And know your finances and your lifestyle. So those two are connected. Know your lifestyle. So know yourself, know your spouse, and know your lifestyle. And as you go into this idea of the financial date, we go, wait a minute. We want to, we want to know whether we are making financial decisions. Again, money is just a mode of exchange. It's amoral. It doesn't have all that really emotion, but it allows us to accomplish stuff. And sometimes we just have way more than we want to accomplish right now Mm -hmm. than our checkbook says that we can. Right. So how do we deal with that? There there are so many things going through my head while you say that. We talk, first of all, about having knowing where you come from. Mm. So you personally, um, what, we have an exercise that we do with our clients about creating their money story. And we could do a whole session just on money stories. But to start asking yourselves questions, where do I come from financially? What did I have a lot growing up or not? Do I, do I have a, an idea that I never have enough? And why do I feel like I never have enough? Even though I have a roof over my head, we have a car, 
you know, some of these questions you start asking yourself, what is your money story? Why am I not communicating about this? Do I feel shame? Do I overspend? Do I have, have I spent five or 10 or $20,000 that I haven't told my spouse about and my kids about? We've come across those stories and sure. and it's and it and it, the confession of those things has only happened in your in our offices sometimes because these things need mediation sometimes or you need another voice or an accountability partner outside of you and your spouse but saying that when you start asking yourself those questions you start facing it you start getting honest and then you can have that discussion with your spouse about what their money story is. Where do they come from? Simple things like, you know, are you an outside processor or are you an inside thinker? You know, you think it through before and then then you process. So, I mean, that just using that one example in terms of the difference between knowing yourself and knowing your spouse. Well, I, and I had to learn that about you because you'd be saying processing something and I thought it was fact. I thought you had decided and this is the way it was. And then I'd say to you the next day, OK, well, we're doing this. He goes, no, no, no. When did I say that? I'm like. You said it yesterday. You you told me yesterday. Now this that is just how, might be my memory, though. Well, okay. <laughs> there, there is a little, and I think my kids would attest to that, maybe. But I, so I'd be like, well, we just decided this, and now you've done exactly the opposite of what you were processing. I thought, oh, he's just processing this, and he he sticks it out there, and then he forgets about it. And I was taking it at core value, or. Or you would make a decision and then five days go by and you totally rethought it, haven't told me about it. Mm-hmm. And then you say, okay, we're going to do this one. I'm thinking, no, you, you just said last week we were doing this. And he changes. It drives me crazy, actually, ladies. So I, I don't know if you're. <laughs> oh, so, so the guys aren't allowed to change. That's a whole different topic. So we won't go but, there. But I've had to learn, okay, this might happen. Dave might come to me in a week and it mm-hmm. might be different because he's thought through it in a different way. And I have to give, I have to step back and not speak and just breathe and say, okay, he's, some other factors have gotten involved. He's thought of different pieces. And now the decision um, that he thought we were going to make, and we talked about, we have to re-talk about it. We have to Mm -hmm. talk about it again because some things have changed. And I've had to learn that just in communicating with you. So, you know, and, and, and I appreciate that, the grace and patience with me to go, you know what? Yeah, that's just how I process. And so as we've learned about how I process about money, you go, okay, at the beginning, it drives oh, you yeah. crazy. We, we would have, yeah, arguments and anger and, and stuff, yeah. And, of course, you're the kind of personality where it's like, okay, yep, this is it. Let's go. Da, 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 da. And <laughs> it's done or it's going to happen or, or the phone call. <laughs> made and I'm thinking okay well did, I, did we really think that through you know I'm still in the processing mode and and you're going and that is great I mean there are times where I'm like oh boy am I ever glad you made that phone call and things just got moving because I think I would still be processing uh, if, if you hadn't done that and it's not always easy to know when it's good to wait and when it's good to move ahead but that's part of our journey in talking about money and you can even hear us we discover things on the show about each other I don't think we've ever talked about it like this before but it is very true in the last 10 years this is how we've seen each other talk about money and we still because what we learned last week money is moving situations move 
our emotions move. We go through different stages. I'm heading to 50 and my whole life changes with growing children and, and, and starting to work again. And just so you know, I'm heading to 29. Oh yeah. Just okay. He's <laughs> heading to 52, but 50 as well. Um, those things are factors in the currency of our life mm-hmm. and the flow of our life. So we have to keep communicating, creating a safe space. So first, that first piece, if you're overwhelmed, because I'm just sensing maybe even from what I've gone through, that we're overwhelmed mm-hmm. um, with the topic. How do you start? Well, you start by tracking your money, for one. But if you even have trouble even looking at your bank account, because it's like you, you know there's bills you haven't paid, maybe there's taxes you haven't paid, maybe it's all too big, why don't you start with with somebody, with your spouse, with your family, and say, where do we come from? Start talking about your financial stories. Because as you uncover some of those things, maybe it will it will um, take the air out of the balloon. It will. And what's really wonderful is, is that when you have this conversation and you start with the heart, with the conversation, and we go, let's find out who I am and who, who my spouse is, or just then we all of a sudden realize that, Wait a minute, what I was worrying about, what I was stressed about, where I feel like I don't have the ability to maybe manage finance as well, guess what? Maybe your spouse does. Maybe your spouse actually likes looking at a spreadsheet and you didn't know it. And every time you look at a spreadsheet, your eyes glaze over and you kind of realize that, well, wait a minute. That then we can shift some of this stuff. Uh, right. You start to discover what your thing is. Some people just like, I have friends. Well, you are one of them, actually. Oh, spreadsheets. <laughs> I'm glad I'm your friend. I know. Yeah, but you're just like, oh, spreadsheets. I'm in my glory. And I'm like, just give me a pen and paper. I want to know what's in our bank account. What are the bills this week? Can we just talk about that? The funny part is I didn't understand his need for the spreadsheet so fully he didn't understand my need but now we do both mm-hmm. and it works so well i would say mm-hmm. because we've just accepted what makes us why i need the tactile stuff mm-hmm. and and in in a lot of ways i'm not you know i've accepted the fact that you don't like the spreadsheet but i still need the spreadsheet for me for me how right. i process and how i think so you've given me the grace to do the spreadsheet but in the and, meantime, and allow that. But in the meantime, I've come to appreciate what that looks like because we have a spending plan that looks eight weeks ahead. Mm-hmm. We put our spending in there and we know quite, quite quickly if we're overspending on groceries. So all of that, I wouldn't know that if I didn't, if I did it just on pen and paper because I wouldn't track that myself. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I, there's just some beautiful pieces and it goes back to that unity thing. God takes who you are so different. You guys may be both so different in in how you do this but he he's made you different so that you will accent each other so you're going to have a you, you make a full circle together it, a full picture and that's the profound part that god can even take these financial dates and use it as a tool to bring unity to you to gr- create greater understanding in your marriage like it's a beautiful thing if you're willing. You've got to be willing to create this space. And one of the things we have had to do is we drop the boxing gloves at the door 
and you have to figuratively do it. You're not going in there to say, I told you so. You're not going in there to say, why did you spend so much money? You're going in there to say, okay, we spent this much money this past week. We've overspent this much, more than we were planning in this area. How are we going to cover it? Adjust. And how are we going to adjust our spending plan to make sure that's covered? It's a totally different approach. And this is a really key. This is a key to the financial date, to a successful financial date. You are not coming into this conversation going, okay, we're going to look at what happened in the last two weeks, three weeks, two years, whatever it is, and we're going to analyze that. We don't care. You can't change what happened yesterday and in the past. So that is actually, in a sense, off the agenda. What we need to do is, is, yes, we need to look a little bit historically to find out where we are at today. So really, the, the topic of conversation in your financial date, when you get to the numbers part, is, so where are we at today? How much money is in the, the, the bank account? How much money is coming in? And, and how does that line up with what we had set out to do in terms of managing our lifestyle. And that's really kind of the last thing is we set this lifestyle thing and we there's a certain amount of money that needs to come into the house to manage the lifestyle. Right. You have to know your lifestyle. So you're knowing yourself, your spouse, and your lifestyle and where your finances are at. Those are just so important. And sometimes people get to that place and we've got some recent calls we think we need to sit down with you because we've tried to figure it out and we just need another voice. So at More Than Enough, the coaches um, at More Than Enough, that's what we try and do is try and give another perspective. You know, your choices for your lifestyle before, I mean, you have to go before the Lord about the choices of your lifestyle. And that's a whole other issue for another session. But once you know that, you have to see if what is coming into the house actually meets that lifestyle uh, decision. So let's do a little little wrap up here. Okay. Two weeks ago on the last show, we talked about communication and, and why we communicate. We looked at James 1 and we said, hey, you know, really? That whole deal is about displaying the righteousness of God. It can happen in your finances. And then today we've been talking about this, some of the practical things, knowing yourself, knowing your spouse, and then knowing your lifestyle so that you can, in a sense, go, hey, if our lifestyle is here, then we need to adjust, uh, we may need to adjust up or down what that, what that looks like. Or and you may need to adjust your lifestyle. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. Right? Any of those. And those discussions can only happen together, which is... And creating a safe place to do yes. that we call the financial date. And, yes. and that's really, in, a, in a, a nutshell, where we wanted to go today. You need to have an intentional time where you've scheduled Let's Talk Money. You can listen to the show first and <laughs> then do one of those um, and commit to it and do it and make sure that it's a regular thing. It's not a one-off thing. It doesn't happen once. Regular, you're going to do this for the rest of your life so that you can communicate about money with, with your spouse or with yourself. Yeah, and you, you've got to do it. You have to be intentional and committed together. And if you're not on the same page, you might want to start the conversation. Why aren't we on the same page? Mm -hmm. There's just so much around this topic. We could talk for hours. So, Okay, well, let's pray. Lord, we want to thank you that we don't have to do this all by ourselves, that you gave us your word, that you, your intent 
for us when we're working around money is to bring us closer to yourself and bring us closer to each other. And so what a gift that is. And we'll just receive that today from you. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the way that you have shown yourself and you've just really taught us how to do it. And so, Lord, for all of us, may we experience just a freedom in communicating and, and, and receiving together the gift that you have for us in, in sharing our hearts with each other. Amen. It's a good show. I love talking about communicating about money. <laughs> well, I'm glad. And thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. We don't. We couldn't do this show if you didn't listen. If you want to rate us on iTunes, we'd love the rating. It's a really easy to it's a chick and uh, to click and rate us, and it gets us higher up in the rating. So, click in iTunes and download the podcast and rate us. There's uh, you can get it off our website. Or you can get it off chri.ca uh, the website there. Lots of ways. If you've got a comment, we'd love to hear your comments on Facebook. We track that. We respond to them. We'd love to, to, to do that. So lots of ways to, uh, to get engaged in the Let's Talk Money community. Join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.